nearly one in two respondents to a recent survey I issued said one of the barriers to pursuing their purpose was the belief that I'm too old to make a change toward what I want. Roughly two in five said, no one will want to hire me at my age. Let me say here at the outset, just because you think these thoughts, it doesn't mean they're true. And you might have a few reactions to this, like, uh, they're true, Megan, or yeah. I know, Megan, but I still think them, and that's a problem, I realize. But I don't know what to do about it. Or maybe you just fall into maniacal laughter. But remember, a thought is just a sentence in your mind. No more, no less. And when you repeat the sentence enough, that's when it becomes a belief. So today, I'm going to help you overcome these unhelpful thoughts. How great, right? Let's get to it, because after a short summer hiatus... I've missed you, and I am ready to go. Welcome to Bullshift, the podcast for every person aged 35 to 55 who wonders, is this as good as life gets? Bullshift teaches you how to apply coaching psychology, early midlife insights, and the art and science of a meaningful life to transform this life phase into a period of creativity and growth. We spend nearly half our adult lives in some type of transition. This show is about making all that time more satisfying. My name is Megan Krause, and as a nationally board-certified well-being coach, a modern midlife maven, and the chief bullshifter, I'm delighted you're here. So on the one hand, it's depressing to read a recent Fast Company article about how so many Americans are struggling in midlife. On the other hand, it's encouraging to see this kind of sociological exploration in a business publication. Now, I've had several clients somewhere between the ages of 35 to 65 struggle in various areas of their life, and that's why they come to me. I am here to help you navigate life transitions with greater meaning, purpose, and skill. Whether it's related to your career, maybe perimenopause, maybe you just need more play in your life. And this work, this work that I love to do is so needed right now because today midlifers report more daily stress and poor physical health and psychological well-being compared to middle-aged adults during the 1990s. And the situation is much worse here in the U.S. than in other wealthy nations, except for Australia, which has a similar challenge to us. So why, you ask? Well, the study cited a range of reasons. First, there's more job instability and a lack of family emergency savings. Second, children are falling behind in school and struggling emotionally. Third, the sandwich generation phenomenon of needing to care for parents and children at the same time looms large. Fourth, there's the obsessive cult of American ambition and success. And fifth, an increase in social isolation, especially among men. I'm curious, what resonates for you? 
Many believe their situation is unique or their own fault when the problem really is more systemic. The lack of well-planned caregiving infrastructure in the U.S. seems like it's probably one of the root causes. And a recent AARP report estimated that in 2020, there were 53 million caregivers whose unpaid labor was valued at $470 billion. Yeah. And I think I've shared before in previous episodes about women leaving the workforce during COVID and the sheer dollars and value lost associated with their departure. Now, countries with happier and healthier midlifers like Germany, Denmark, Sweden, all offer more programs that are could be classified as social wellness programs, things like paid parental leave or subsidized childcare, and more reliable health insurance to create a stronger safety net. And yeah, okay, they also often had higher taxes as well. And these are important areas of need. And while I will always advocate for systemic changes that support the well-being of all, today I'm going to dive into personal change that each of us can make, especially when our minds are filled with thoughts of, "Mm, I'm too old, or discounting possibilities with that sort of uh, my age disclaimer. The work of personal change begins in part with curiosity, with asking more powerful questions. And to do this, I first need to provide some context. Paul Harris, a Harvard child psychologist and author, says that A child asks about 40,000 questions between the ages of two and five. And if you have kids, (laughs) you probably know this well. According to Harris, during the ages of two and five, a shift occurs in the kind of questions being asked, from simple factual ones like naming an object to requests for explanations. And by age four, the lion's share of the questions is seeking explanations, not just facts. So you can probably recall the why, why, why repetitive questions of a little one in your life. Well, Harris points out that kids are also kind of like anthropologists. They're not just conducting experiments. They're asking the people around them questions. Unfortunately, as we get older, our educational system encourages us to seek or even just give answers, not questions. And by the time we enter the workforce, even simple questions have been educated right out of us, and we're rewarded when we can optimize our resources and move most efficiently. But this really is a game of extraction, not exploration. And it's as if we've wiped out the opportunity for curiosity. And this isn't without consequence, of course, in terms of the types of innovations we see in our society, and just in terms of our everyday life. William Yates famously once said, education is not filling a pail. It's lighting a fire. From my vantage point, all the good fires started with a curious mind and a powerful question. And maybe some s'mores. Well, instead of resigning ourselves to thoughts of I'm too old or some something similar, we're going to shift our patterns. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to light the fire of curiosity for ourselves through powerful questions. But first, back to that recent Fast Company article I mentioned earlier. It's not just that times are tough, and sure, they definitely are, or that we need to be skilled in supporting ourselves amid the difficulty. 
That's a big duh, Megan, isn't it? It's that these tough times are also asking something of us. And this reminds me of a quote from Viktor Frankl, whom I've mentioned before, whose work I am so inspired by. He said, it did not really matter what we expected from life, but rather what life expected from us. Let me say that again, because I think it's really powerful. It did not really matter what we expected from life, but rather what life expected from us. When we revert to being too old, we're eliminating opportunities we couldn't even imagine. But when we ask powerful questions, we open up a world of possibilities. And here's why. When you ask your brain questions, it can't help but find an answer. And that's what the brain loves. That's what it's been trained to do. And so if you ask your brain really crappy questions, it's going to give you some unhelpful thinking. Examples include, well, why won't anyone hire me? Or why is it so hard to get a job at my age? Or why is everything always geared toward younger people? If you ask your brain powerful questions, it's going to give you thoughts to think that are powerful and helpful. And examples might include, well, how can I contribute value to this organization? How can I help the world today? How can I use my hard-earned wisdom in new ways? Where might people be seeking my perspective and experience? You see, a powerful question spurs helpful emotion and ideally action too. So here are a few more examples. What are the next three steps I can take to continue moving forward? How can I create what I want? What evidence shows that I'm capable? What's a more helpful response in this situation? Where's an opportunity for growth here? As you think about these questions, each of them contains two qualities. First, they have a positive or neutral premise. And second, they encourage your brain to come up with more helpful outcomes or thoughts. And this, this approach is what gives you power over your life. So instead of thinking you're too old or that no company is interested in what you have to offer at your age or that things are happening to you or that your feelings are overwhelming you, you can begin to see where you're able to create greater influence over your life. Now, I've given you just a few examples of powerful questions, and I'm certain you have many more. So to get started with developing your powerful questions practice, begin by just writing down everything you're thinking. And by the way, this is a judgment-free exercise. You're just free writing to get all your thoughts out of your noggin and onto your sheet of paper. And I I should share a caveat, though. You're going to want to limit your time doing this to just five to 10 minutes to avoid rumination. Then once you've done that, notice how each thought causes you to feel and allow those feelings because remember, you're bigger than them. You you can just play the role of watcher with your feelings and just notice the sensations in your body. And then move to asking powerful questions of yourself. And again, remember, there's sort of two qualities to a powerful question. First, they have a positive or neutral premise. And second, they encourage your brain to come up with more helpful outcomes or thoughts. Okay, so if you're wanting to 
learn how to allow and move through your feelings about these thoughts a little more effectively, join me on Instagram this week because I'll be leading a tapping exercise to support you with this. And finally, I've talked about this a lot in my early podcast episodes. I want you to remember in a lot of really concrete ways, you are in the prime of your life. I know, I know. Gen X seldom gets credit it deserves, but you are squarely the backbone of society right now while having to simultaneously bridge younger and older generations through a range of professional and personal responsibilities. And as you do it all, remember that you're not alone. Thanks for joining me this week and I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning into Bullshift. If you're loving what you're learning in the podcast and you want to create your own Bullshift, then you need to check out MeganKrause.com forward slash Bullshift. If you haven't already, subscribe to Bullshift on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember to connect with me on Instagram at Megan underscore Krause. Let's connect next week.